0: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube.com and Facebook.com, both backslash WakeUpCallDT and on WakeUpCallDT.podbean.com. Once the show goes live, of course, we jump into the archives on many different platforms for podcasting included, but not limited to Amazon Music, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, And of course, more. So that being said, recruiting has been a huge part of what we've done over the years. And I'm honored and privileged as always to be able to tell the stories of the wonderful student athletes that are looking to have their dreams realized as they move forward from high school and prep school into the world of collegiate athletics and academics. And I'm here today with Zakai Wimberly coming to us from West Orange, New Jersey, class of 2024, incoming as a freshman outside linebacker who is committed to Syracuse. So let's bring him in. Zakai, how you doing? How you doing? I'm good. you? I'm doing very well. And Zakai, I got to ask you first and foremost about New Jersey. A lot of people have opinions on New Jersey, as you know. How would you describe New Jersey?
1: Um... I feel like we don't get noticed that much. I mean, now now we are, but, like, before people kind of say, like, instead of receivers and all that stuff, other positions, pre-Madonna's, I don't really think that's true because I feel like we have uh, – I'm seeing in my class and the class ahead of me, we had, like, a, a whole bunch of dogs. So I feel like New Jersey is coming in strong right now.
0: You said New Jersey hasn't gotten the respect that they deserve, uh, you know, more often than not, and I agree with you on that. Why do you think I know you just said that you feel like there's maybe some more respect that's been coming lately. Why do you think that is?
1: Um New Jersey, we we got a lot of talkers. We we like we like to talk, but um lately we've been we've been doing the walking, like we've just been showing that we like we're putting in all the hard work on the field, off the field, and we're getting like we've been getting noticed lately a lot.
0: And like you said, uh, in New Jersey, you like to talk, and and now you're walking. You know, why do you feel like that's been happening? Is it just the level of student athlete that's there on the football field right now? Or what is it that you say, you know, we always talk the talk, but now we're walking the walk. Why do you feel like right now that the walk is happening, so to speak?
1: Because I'll say, like, from before, like a while ago, I probably like my fresh, like my freshman year, just watching everything. It, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of guys um, getting noticed by any other like co- big colleges and all that stuff. And it was a uh, just a whole, a whole bunch of dogs. I've seen like people like older than me uh, from different schools, and so I'm just like, I thought it was, I thought it was crazy. Like they'll have like their be like a couple of guys they may choose, but now it's like. I feel like Jersey is just just putting it on for like we all put it on for the state and we, we're really making a show. So and um, I feel like Jersey football is like having like a, a bigger name now than before, for sure.
0: And when you when you have that, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you work for what you want in your own life and, and the desires that you have for your family and the Wimberly name, but also for the state of New Jersey. Do you feel that? On your shoulders when you're out there playing, do you feel like you're representing the state of New Jersey and you want to really let people know about not only you, but about your state, about the talent of your state? Do you feel that when you're on the field?
1: Of course. I always feel like there's weight on my shoulders, but I never let that get to my head. I always let that motivate me. And um, I always just try to push myself. And then my my last name I always want to put on for my family and, you know, just make everybody proud.
0: Yeah, coming here from Zakai Wimberly of the incoming class 2024 for the Syracuse Orange football program. Looking at your recruitment, to go back to that, you know, and for people that don't know, to share your story, the first offer that you got was from who, and then from there kind of bring us through your journey of recruitment. So the school that gave you your first offer, and then kind of bring us to where you are today as you went through the recruiting process
1: okay um my first offer was from old miss and that was my freshman year and then i had an injury a knee injury you know kind of felt like a setback and um it was i'm not gonna lie it was it was it was hard but just with my parents and my the rest of my family just being there for me, pushing me and all that stuff, it just, it, it motivated me, and I never worked that hard before. So I just, it, it felt like a lot of weight on my shoulders, but with my parents and family, by my side, I got through it, and then my second offer was a sophomore, if I'm not mistaken, sophomore summer was by Syracuse. Um, when uh, Coach Monroe was there, and just just from there, it was like it was it was I was kind of like amazed, like a wow, because coming from like I was a basketball player first, so getting offers for football and all that stuff that kind of like changed my whole perspective. And you know, when I had that injury, I <laughs> gained. Some I gained some weight and I got taller and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if basketball is gonna be the one for me. Um, I still got love uh, for the game of basketball, but I know football is, is the one that's gonna take me like all the way. So from there, I just been, I just been working now on the field, off the field, just doing my thing in the classroom, and then after my uh, junior year the so junior season, that's when, like, the off-season of that, that's when my name started to go up more and the school started coming in and then received um, other offers from different other colleges. And then I had the uh, official visit at Syracuse. Uh, it was a one-and-done. Like I had many talks with the coaches before, and they all seemed very sincere. And but I'm I'm not the type to just go off based off what somebody says. So I wanted to see it for myself. And I went up to the school and I just like instantly fell in love with it, fell in love with the coaches, fell in love with the players and just fell in love with like what the teams stood for. And that's 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 really like the journey right now. And so now it's like coming into my senior year, I gotta put on the show like 100 percent and yeah that's 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 really it like just right now it's
0: just my senior year i I gotta be a dog yeah and like you said you know your senior year you got to be a dog going from that first offer with ole miss to where you are now some people rest on that right they say i got my offers i've committed to a school i don't have to try that hard you're saying because of everything that's happened, I got to be a dog. You know, with 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 all the blessings that I've had, I still have to go out there and and continue to show myself. Why do you have that passion? Because some people get cocky, they get kind of caught up in it all. Why are you turning around and saying, "Yeah, I've been blessed, but that's making me work even harder"?
1: Because my my family and my and one thing from my father, um, he just always tells me like the job's not finished. You, you you never have time to relax. There should be no off days. You should always be working every single day that you should be working on your craft, whether it's film, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's getting on the field. So he just, like, embedded that into my mind since I was a kid. So when it started off with basketball, he he still was saying that. Like, when I was a little kid, like it was, it was no off days. We was in the gym. It was just me and him shooting in the gym to where I got better and then I had my trainers and all that stuff. But just him being there, he just told me, like, there, there's, there's no off days. You you always got to put in that work. So then when I got all these offers and then me committed to a college, he, like, of course he's happy, but he's just, once again, he'll just be like, the job's not finished. And just talking to Coach Babers, Babers was telling me the same exact thing. Like, he was like, I don't want you thinking that. You, you get to lay off now, you know, it's like, no, now we're going full steam ahead and you, you got to do your thing this year because at the end of the day, what I know is that there's always going to be a target on my back. And so now that I committed to cues, it's going to be like people going to try to eat off my plate and I'm, and I'm definitely not going to let that happen.
0: You know, like you said, you know, you feel like people are going to eat off your plate you know now that you've committed to Syracuse you feel like maybe some people catch you looking and whatever what about your life has made you so passionate and focused and wanting to continue to get better and to not like I said just kind of get to a certain mile marker and stop why do you stay hungry
1: um just being around even though like once again basketball was the first thing just being around um Benji Wimberly being uh, the head coach at um, Old Patterson Catholic, and my father being in um, the staff too. Just being around that since I was a little kid, I always, I always wanted to play football, and I just, I, I've been had a love for it since I was a kid. But my father, he didn't want to rush me into it. He said, "When you're ready to play, you're ready to play." My eighth grade year, I told him, "There's nothing you could do from stopping me from playing," and then he just, he put me in there, and. From then, I, I really just fell in love with it, and I I just, I can't, I can't stop. Like, this, like, football is really my life, and to so much, I have, like, so much respect for the game, and I, I can't let nobody take that away from me either.
0: You know, and, and you have so much respect for the game, you know, what is it about football that made you fall in love with it? When you look back on it, and, you know, Zakai and, and maybe your first moment, if you remember your first moment on the field, you know, bring me back to the beginning. Why did you get on the field? Why do you still love it? You know, this is a sport that, you know, it's barbaric. It hurts. You know, you're constantly getting hit, especially as a linebacker. You're getting hit. You're laying hits. You know, you got bumps. You got bruises. You go through, you know, adversity, mental mental adversity. Emotional adversity, physical adversity. There's so many things that go into this game. Why do you love this game?
1: Um just starting off from eighth grade year when I first played football for uh Brick City. It was it it was fun. I, I had I, I could say I really had fun, I enjoyed it and I'm so glad. I'm like forever grateful for Coach Germ and all of them at Brick City. Um but then once I started getting older and kept playing, it's not just about football. Football comes, like, with many lessons. And one of the main components that it taught me was to be a leader um, on the field and off the field. And so I just – I stuck with that ever since.
0: And, yeah. You know, and and, and as as you, you know, look at – this world that you've had in football, can you go to a moment of adversity or two where you really felt like you got knocked down and you had to find your way back? I mean, can can you pinpoint a time where you really thought there was a teachable moment in football personally for you?
1: Um, I got a good one. Uh, my sophomore, my sophomore year, this is when I first came back off of my knee injury and I'm I'm forever grateful for Coach Grant, but he was like, "It's like it's, it's going to take some time." But he was like, "Just trust the process." And me, me being stubborn, I, I always like I, I never want to like half like go half on anything. I always want to go 100. percent But it, it is a, it was a it was a slow process at first. I was bumped to D line, kind of, kind of like hurt my self esteem. I'm like, dang, like. I can't do that much because my knee, my knee's still kind of messed up. But at the end of the day, I just put my head down and I kept working. And I like, it was kind of like a tunnel vision because I, I have, I have a goal um, and I just, I wanted to play. My my next goal obviously is to play at the collegiate level and then go on from there. So I just had to really hone in and, and go to work. So it was really just the, the main goal learning component of this was like you got to trust the process it may it may not come as fast as you want but if you do what you have to do you're going to get there
0: here with zakai wimberly coming to us from the state of new jersey from west orange when you go back and, and you look at the fact that old miss was the first to offer you i mean it's, it's a big time offer it's from the sec was it hard to not just say immediately like, "Hey, okay, you know, I'm gonna go play in the SEC, shut down my recruitment"? I mean, how did you look at that being your first offer?
1: Um, I was I was very excited and and like really young, so it was like it's like getting a new toy. Like you don't you don't know how to like you don't know how to act with it. Like I'm 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 a freshman and they they blessed me with that. So, but at the same time I wasn't by myself I had my parents and family right behind me and they knew they knew um bigger things were to come too so they said just don't rush it like be be grateful of course and they said just wait it out you don't you don't want to do like things like too early so they they told me to just be patient keep doing what I'm doing and more will come and then when it comes to that final day when you have all of them and then you just, you 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 locked down. They, they wanted me to lock down my four. And then from there, you make, you make that decision. So, just basically, they, they just told me, like, be patient with it.
0: You know, and, and when you look at playing outside linebacker, is that something that you really felt like this is where I want to be, this is where I want to play? I mean, have you known that for a while with the linebacker position being something of, of interest to you? Or did it happen – over time where maybe you came into football and wanted to play another position, wanted to be on offense. I mean how how is your story kind of evolved through football?
1: Um what's funny is I came in as a receiver. I was five five ten uh five yeah five ten, one eighty five, uh shredded, just like just just a receiver, natural born receiver. I got it, I got it from my father. He was a receiver. And um they've been training me on that and then after the injury i got up to six two two thirty now it's like okay this is this is different so then once i started to learn my new body more i could see that i could still move with it so my coach uh let me still play receiver and outside linebacker but we know we know the money's gonna be at outside linebacker and then but just um being in practice and the games and all that stuff i fell i fell in love with hitting more than catching the ball but i, I it did start off with wide
0: receiver now it started off wide receiver like you said and then and then it shifted you know are you okay with the shift i mean do you do you like it i mean is this like you said that's where you know outside linebackers where the money's at but is is that where you feel like you are best served to be to be on a team? I mean, are you gonna look to the offensive side of the ball and always kind of wonder what if, or, or how do you view being an outside linebacker?
1: Um, I never limit myself. So, and my coach believes that though you get more looks on if you play both sides of the ball. And I will say, I'm a wide receiver at heart, but. Just what I do, like how I affect the game, like I, I really realized that I affect the game on defense. Um, like it's, it's really a game changer. So I just uh, felt like at the collegiate level, outside linebacker would be my position.
0: You know, and, and playing outside linebacker at Syracuse, what did the staff tell you about coming in in 2024 and kind of what their plan is for you? What, what was their message?
1: Um, they were saying you, you you look great, and they run the three three five. So I will be the outside linebacker that maybe go into the uh, edge rushing or get into coverage. They they want me to be like a, a hybrid. So they they plan on moving me like around because at the same time I can be big, but I still I still can move. So they they plan on like moving me around a lot of places.
0: And you said they, they plan on moving you around so what what is that vision, do you think? Um
1: just uh, just basically dropping dropping into covers, covering that slot, or um edge rushing and and stopping the run or just getting straight to
0: that quarterback. And and for you, I mean when you look at your assets, when you look at what you, you know, feel like you do best. How would you describe it? You know, speaking here with Zakai Wimberly, coming from West Orange, New Jersey, 2024, incoming commit to Syracuse University's football team, here with me on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. What are your best assets at outside linebacker? And at the same time, where do you feel like you have to work the most? So what are the best pieces of your game? And and also where are the, the areas where you're going to be keying in on wanting to improve?
1: Um. I say my my best aspects of me on the field for outside linebacker will be edge rushing. Like I I I get off that edge like quick and putting that pressure on that quarterback is definitely gonna cause him to fold. Uh, I say that's one of my key aspects on the field. And then one thing I can work better on is um just just my covering. Like I I can get into the I can drop back um but I always feel like. I could work on that, covering the slots, because now it's like these these slots is different, just, just fast and shifty. But I, I ain't never been afraid of no work, so I'll, I could definitely work on that.
0: And, and you know, do you have anybody – I mean, how much did you know about Syracuse before they offered you? Did you know anything about their history prior to being offered is uh, kind of part one. And then part two, how much do you know now about Syracuse? Um. Before I didn't know that much. Um. Yeah, I I really didn't. I really didn't know that much.
1: Like the funny thing is, like I didn't know that much about football. Really, I've been around it. I've seen it, but I never really got the chance to learn it. It was more basketball. But then, as time progressed, me going to Syracuse and them just teaching me the the history of everything. Like it now. Every, and then not even the history of Syracuse, just the way football should be played. Like, everything is, like, coming, like, faster, and I'm just understanding the game more each day. It's always always something new that you can learn every day about football. Like, I feel like football is a game that you never stop learning. There's always new things that you can pick up.
0: So, Zakai, I mean, like you said, you never stop learning, you be a sponge this senior year, you can't let anybody eat off your plate, you gotta stay hungry. You know, you you have that drive and you have that focus. Do you feel like that's ever gone away? Do you feel like there's ever been a moment where, you know, you got cocky or you're kind of feeling yourself or you're buying into some of the hype? Has that ever been you or or no? Because some guys kind of get lost in the world of you know these teams want me, and I'm doing really well, and maybe I'm leading the team in tackles and whatnot. Have you ever been in that world or no?
1: No, sir. Um, I could confidently say that I've always been humble. You will never see me acting out of character when we when we're on the field. It's just straight business. Like um, I never feel like I should not be working hard. I always should be working hard. So, and then my my parents never raised me that way so even when everything is going good i could be at the top of the charts at the end of the day the job not finished so i, I still have work to do like what is there to be cocky um, for when you feel like like you said i'm always hungry like i, I never i never felt filled, like full i'm just i'm just here to work really
0: you know and like you said you're you're just here to work you're here to get after it you've been humble which i can appreciate and i love that you brought up your family a bunch of times what can you say about the people closest to you in your family and what credit you want to give them in in, in your process
1: um so i started off with my dad yeah I, I i appreciate him like 100% i appreciate everybody but like him he just always been there when it was when it was my need when it was just every day, like, late-night trainings, and just everywhere, every every move I made, it wasn't without him. So he just helped me stay locked in the whole time. Um, yeah, so I'm forever grateful for him. My mother, just very, very loving and supportive on everything I do. Um, yeah, that's, that's my twin right there, so... so <laughs> I'm I'm her I'm the baby in the family. I got two older sisters, Zori and Sydney. Um them I say definitely they keep me humble. Um, they never let my head get too big. Even if sometimes it may feel like that, they'll they'll bring me right back and like, see you still you still gotta work because my sister, like we're a sports family. Like my oldest sister Sydney, she played volleyball and basketball and um the second oldest Zori she was a swimmer and she did volleyball and they all achieved a lot in those sports like my father said like you're in this household you got to play a sport Like this, like (laughs) this is a real like (laughs) athlete family so when you if you're in this household you got to play a sport
0: and so like you said you talked about basketball before and and you know obviously your love for football is it hard to say goodbye to basketball
1: I'm not going to lie, it, it is, like, what I, I knew it was over when I said it was over. Yeah. Like, my dad was like, you can still play in high school and all that stuff, and it was just like, ah, I don't, I don't want to risk anything, I got everything good going right now, I don't, I don't think I'm ready to get back into it, I, I don't think, and, like, I don't think I'll ever be ready to get back into it, so... Yeah, it really, I'm not going to lie, it really broke my heart um, saying goodbye to basketball because that's when everything was going good for me too uh, uh, my freshman year before the injury so yeah, it, it, it's, it's hard.
0: I mean, if you didn't have that injury freshman year, would you have stayed with basketball? I mean, what do you think looking back on that?
1: Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, I think about that every day, like if, if this if that knee injury never happened, I, I would have been a dual sport athlete, and I feel like I would have achieved great things in, in
0: both sports. And so, you know, like you said, I mean, if that injury didn't happen, you you would have kept doing it. Is that injury, in a way, kind of a blessing in disguise that you put more focus into football? I mean, how, do you see it that way?
1: Yes. You no. Know, these questions are <laughs> good because, like, it's like I think about these questions every day. <laughs> um I was just having a conversation with my father like a couple weeks ago just saying like it it is a blessing in disguise because if I hadn't got that injury I I'm not saying I wouldn't have put in the work like that but it it kind of shifted me into a different gear like of hungriness like and and like just being a go getter so I I say that that definitely was a blessing in disguise and it came with many
0: lessons with it too. That coming from Zakai Wimberly, West Orange, in New Jersey, uh, West Orange High School, and getting set for Syracuse in the not too distant future, twenty twenty four. Before we get into something called Rapid Fire, where you and I get to have some fun asking each other questions that have nothing to do with football, I do want to get into uh, the Syracuse commitment. Why did you say yes to Syracuse? Um, it wasn't. It
1: wasn't easy at first um, because I had a lot of other schools to think about but just the main the main one was when I was talking to Coach Babers everything he was saying it was like the one thing he said is I won't tell you something that I won't tell to your parents so if he's keeping it 100 with me he's gonna keep it 100 with my parents he's gonna tell us the same exact thing and he's gonna tell me stuff that I don't want to hear like um say if, say if I'm doing bad, he'll he'll tell me say if I need to work on something like he'll tell me if I'm just playing playing bad and and he'll like he'll tell me he'll always keep it hundred with me, and I really respect that as a man and just there um he didn't even he didn't even let me do the commitment until my mother seen the campus and i I respected that too um so when, when, once it was like we got to that level of respect and just talking more and more each day. I uh, I fell in love, I fell in love with like everything.
0: You know, so like you said, I mean, Dino Babers meaning a lot to you that that a coach is is like you said going to keep it 100 with you, tell you exactly what he's going to tell your family, tell your family what he's going to tell you, uh, that 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 meant a lot to you. Was there anything else about Syracuse besides the honesty? And integrity of Dino Babers toward you was there something else that you thought like I have to go here um oh also
1: my 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 major I want to major in communication and broadcasting so sports broadcasting and <laughs> they're the number one in the country so it's like a, it's a win-win and then on top of that the players just when I was there on my official visit I had um, my boy Moo from Hillside, who's the uh, one of the running backs there. He just they they made me feel like family. Like those felt like my brothers.
0: And, and like you said, I mean, having having that family and that that connection at Syracuse, you know, to to have that. And you talked about Moo Malafak Parkman. Uh, you said he's your brother. What? How did that relationship get started? What can you say about it? So
1: I always I always knew. Um, I always knew of Moo because my coach, my coach um his brother is also the head coach at Hillside. So and they never want to play each other because one of them is going to rip each other head off. <laughs> so um so I always knew I always knew of Hillside and then Moo started talking to me more and and then we started getting that close bond relationship like that. He's a big brother. I'm little brother Bond. And then when I just came down there, even before we came down there, we was hanging out. But when I came down there, um, he just he was just like, bro, like you're you're home, just feel at home, and we got you. And once once like we had that co- uh, type of conversation, I already knew like I was in.
0: And, and so, like you said, having moved, like you said, in schools not wanting to play each other, uh, knowing that you're gonna be uh Moo's teammate, you know, just just what that's like him coming from Hillside, you coming from West Orange and knowing that you're gonna be able to represent New Jersey together on the same team collegiately, just what that means to you.
1: Um, it it, it means a lot because me and Moo both know that we have a chip on our shoulder. Jersey has a huge chip on his shoulder and we just wanna we just wanna put on for our state. And we we like just talking about it right now just excites me like we're going to be on the same field because that's my, that's my boy right there. So just us being on the same field really like, really gets me going.
0: Yeah, coming here from Zakai Wimberly. Zakai, we're going to play rapid fire here. You've been great about answering my questions. We get to put each other on the hot seat now inside of rapid fire. Could be literally anything, any question, first thing that comes to your mind. We're going to go back and forth. I'll ask you first, so you know what it feels like here, Zakai. Uh, my first question for you in rapid fire is: If you could be a superhero, what superhero would you choose, and why?
1: Um, I say Superman. That, that's my that's my go-to. Everybody's been calling me Superman. Like, uh, just at, at my age, it's like how how I'm built. Everybody just called me Superman, and I seen uh, I'm a I'm really a Marvel fan, but. Superman,
0: like, taste the cake for her. All right. I like that. I had one of my one of my friends uh, call me Superman recently here. And so after they said that, I was like, you know what? I want to go find a black Superman T-shirt. And I found Thanks. a black Superman T-shirt. And now I rock that T-shirt. And now that I'm sitting here talking with you about it, I might go out and wear it for the rest of the day today. So what is uh, – what's your first question for me?
1: Um – what, what made you get into this whole interviewing and um, like this whole like, podcast everything?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I just honestly, at five years old, You know, my dad had a word processor, which was a typewriter with a little screen on it. You could see what you were typing and a little green and black screen. And, and I, I have it in my office to this day. Uh, it sits in my office to remind me that at five years old, I was telling stories and, and now more than thirty years later I'm still doing that. Uh, I love telling I love telling stories. I love meeting new people. I love seeing people smile. I love getting people to, to feel safe and comfortable with me so that we can really tell your story. And I feel like you do that by being honest the first time and every time. So I mean I just I love it. I, I love telling stories, I love meeting people, I love I love just seeing People come together positively, and uh, I love I love breaking down barriers and building bridges and all that, so, you know, I'm a storyteller at heart with uh, a big belief in God and a desire to, to see people treat each other well, so I just try to help as best I can. That's awesome. So, Zakai, thank you. I appreciate that. You said you're a Marvel fan. I'm also a huge Marvel fan, so I have to know... Uh, What made you a Marvel fan? Like, why did you become a Marvel fan? And what is your favorite Marvel movie?
1: Um, yes, Uh, I like this question. Um, so with Marvel, I've been like my father is a Marvel fan too. He don't like to admit it, but he is. Um, We've been since like little kids. Well, now everything's on TV, but when we were little kids, all we would do was like whenever the new Marvel movie comes out, we always go to the movie, have like a family movie night, um, and then my favorite movie, I would say is, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, that has the best fight scenes, hands down,
0: okay, and you know, to a lot of people, they like that, because they said even, even outside of, of being a comic book movie, it's just a really good, like, spy movie, so, a lot of people like that, okay, fair enough, what's your second one for me?
1: Um... If you had to choose a dream vacation, what would it be?
0: I'm going to go somewhere I've never been. I'm going to go to Italy to see my family, hopefully uh, Spain to see my family. And I'm going to go to – finally go to – I cover the Jaguars, and this will be my 13th year covering my favorite team. And Jacksonville plays in in London, so I – would go to Italy, Spain, and then I would go to a Jaguars game in London. So I, I try to do all of them on one trip.
1: Yeah, I like, I like Italy.
0: I, I would definitely want to go there sometime. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I 1,000% agree. So, okay, so my last one for you, Zakai, is going to be... If you had to describe yourself... As a food, what food or dish, like what plate would you be? If we had to describe Zakai Wimberly, what would be on the plate?
1: (laughs) That's a hard one. That's a hard (laughs) one. Shoot. The food? Yep. I say mac and cheese. I'm like me. You can ask anybody. Mac and cheese is my like my, my favorite. It's like you can never go wrong with that. It it really goes with almost anything. So I definitely have to say mac and cheese.
0: All right. Fair enough. Mac and cheese. I like it. What is your final question for me?
1: Final question for you. Because we were me, Coach Nuns, and Moo was having this whole conversation. Who do you think is better? Even though, all right, yeah, who do you think is better? Michael Jordan or LeBron James?
0: There is literally no conversation about this. It is Michael, mother, <laughs> freaking Jordan. There is no, I mean, listen, and when people want to fight me about this, I go, why did LeBron James wear 23? Why? Why is LeBron James making a Space Jam movie? Like, if he's the best, why are you copying the number? Why are you copying it? No. Michael Jordan played in an NBA that had, like, half the league was good. He didn't buy players and put them on his team. He played with guys that he had. Yes, at some point they went and got Rodman. But look at, I mean, look at what he, he had to go up against the Spurs. He had to go up against the Sonics. He had to go up against the Jazz. The Knicks, the Pacers, the Rockets. There were so many good teams. Phoenix Suns. There was there was so many good Celtics. Great teams out there. I said like, if I didn't say the Lakers, the Lakers. But there was there's all these teams out there that he had to play against and find a way to win. The Hornets were good back then. I mean there, it, it's the list goes on and on and on and on. LeBron James doesn't have to do that. LeBron James has to play against a few good teams. Everybody's trying to have a big three. He buys, you know, buys players, puts him on his, puts him on the team with him, creates a giant crater, and then everybody's auditioning like American Idol. He's there's like two guys he likes. Everybody else has to audition on one-year contracts, and then if he likes them, he keeps you. If not, well then see you later. I, I just I don't like it. Is he talented? Yes. Has he scored a lot of points? Yes. But if you told me right now I could play with either one of them, I would play with Michael Jordan. I would never want to play on LeBron James's team as of right now.
1: No, nah, with that I, I understand that. Um just getting your perspective about that, yeah, I hundred percent agree. Before I was saying before I was saying LeBron, because I, I get it just like I would never I, I like respectfully, like LeBron is a is a great outstanding player. But I would always say my goal is Michael Jordan. But my, my argument, only argument about that was, like, um, the stats. Like, what would you say about the stats?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, numbers numbers are great, but, you know, how many championships has LeBron been to and how many has he won and how many championships does Michael Jordan have and how many has he lost? So, you know, we say could no talk. <laughs> what would you say? I said say no more, that right there, the, the chips. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there you go. I mean, it's Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. So you know that that's that's just what he is. He's Michael Jordan, and the man can fly. So, yeah. What's your what? So that was your final question for me. And so, with that being said, Zakai Wimberly here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life, coming into Syracuse, 2024 incoming outside linebacker. Out of the great state of New Jersey, West Orange area, West Orange High School, and definitely Zakai, I want to thank you for being a part of the show. I know it's the first time you've been on Wake Up Call, but I'd love to have you back. We had a lot of fun, and uh, I really do appreciate your questions and your time. So would like, and it sounds like you come from a good family, which is always a blessing. So we would definitely like to have you back on the show. Thank you, man. I truly appreciate that. Thank you for choosing me to be on the show.